Hi guys, welcome to the new episode of the podcast. This is your host Rozzy and we are in season 1 episode 11 which I cannot believe. We have already had almost 500 downloads of podcasts which is so crazy to me. I mean I wasn't expecting this much in showtime. Thanks to you guys for making it successful for me. Today I wanted to bring a guest, special guest that I have known for past two years now through social media thanks to instagram she's a licensed esthetician her name is love preet she's located in toronto canada i wanted to bring her on this podcast because she has so many amazing informations to share and i know a lot of you guys ask me if there's an esthetician in canada who can help us also if someone who can guide us how to become an esthetician in canada so she is someone who's going to help you guys let's welcome love preet how are you doing love preet i am doing very well ravi how are you I am doing well. I'm so excited. I have been actually waiting to bring you on the podcast and finally today is the day. Lovepreet, I wanted to ask you about your background a little bit. When did you start being an esthetician? What actually attracted you towards this field? And also just give us a little bit of idea of like what you actually do. What do you specialize in? I started my aesthetic like you know journey I would say in about 2010. I came to Canada as an international student and I came to study aesthetics and while I was in school I started working part-time in a medical spa and it's then that I realized that this is something I really want to pursue. And I found my passion for skincare. There I learned about different modalities and treatments and got the hands-on experience while I was still completing my certification. And you know why that happened? It's because my mom, she's also an esthetician. So she had her spa for over 25 years. She just retired. And I kind of grew up in that environment. So I always knew that, well, this is the field that I want to pursue. This is what I wanted to do. But after working in a medical spa, setting after learning more about skincare I was like okay you know what medical aesthetics is what I want to do and uh, then I worked for other businesses for about seven years and then in 2017 I decided well it's time let me go ahead and register my business and get started as a solo esthetician. 2010 was actually also the time for me when I started my aesthetic mm-hmm. journey as well when my skin was just at the point where I almost gave up but I decided to do um, aesthetics so it's very exciting to know that you have like full experience of like are almost like 10 plus years which makes you almost a master esthetician so that's that's really good to know i wanted to ask you what do you specialize in is there any specific treatment that you're specializing at the moment any specific type of skin condition that you like to treat Mm -hmm. so for me i think acne would be on the top of my list like i do a lot of different treatments i do laser hair removal i do like you know treatments for hyperpigmentation but the treatment that i feel i do the most is Acne. And is it because you had also had acne? I remember we talked about this. Yes, had acne yes, as well. that's yes. I I suffered from acne as well, and I it's I also had like you know acne in the past and. Uh, even like, you know, last two years back, I started breaking out again. So for that reason, I feel like, you know, I want to help people treat their acne. I know how, like, you know, it makes you feel when you're breaking out. So it's it's one of the treatments that I really enjoy, like, you know, doing. I absolutely can agree on that. When you have acne yourself, you you do understand and feel the pain of other people and how, how they feel about their skin. Honestly, mm-hmm. even makeup doesn't even feel good to apply. You don't want to go out. You don't want to show your face. You don't want to take pictures. So I have been there. I definitely agree with you on that. And that's what I have talked about in the past as well, that a lot of estheticians who became estheticians is not because they had clear skin. It is because they did suffer with acne-prone skin. They did suffer with some kind of a skin issue that got them uh, interested in this field of aesthetics. 100%, 100%. Wouldn't 
you have experienced it yourself, you know why it is important to treat it. So my question for you is that what's the process of becoming an esthetician in Canada? Because I know the process in U.S. is to get licensed first, and it's a completely different process. What is the process that you have to follow in order to become an esthetician in Canada? So in Canada, the process is pretty straightforward. So as you said, like, you know, you don't need a license in Canada, unlike, like, you know, in the States where you have to be a licensed esthetician, in Canada, it's certification. So you can just choose the college that you want to go to, and it can be a six-month program, one year, or two to three years program. It all depends on the time and money that you want to spend. And once you have finished your diploma or your certification, you are ready to work in the industry. There are a lot of different okay. colleges actually that are like, you know, that offer these courses. They're specifically in Toronto, I find there are a lot of community colleges. So like, you know, there are also private colleges that do that, but community colleges will mostly give you that uh, longer, like, you know, courses. So you'll see mostly from one to three years in community colleges, private colleges, I see it's mostly six months. And personally, like, you know, I, I recommend going to a community college. I went to a community college myself, and I find that they have a lot of, like, you know, hands-on experience that they provide you. The, the knowledge that is provided is much more detailed. You get to learn everything from, like, you know, providing different services, learning about different modalities, doing consultations, managing your business, and then most importantly, if you, what you need to do if you want to start a business. So I find that community college, you get to learn a lot more. So if you're choosing, like, and if you want to become an esthetician and then become an entrepreneur as well and run your own business, you, you're going to get a lot more if you go to a community college. Wow, that's amazing, actually. In U.S., it's completely different. And I think even mm -hmm. the licensing department in U.S. state by state is so, so different. If you mm -hmm. are licensed in, for example, Georgia, I was licensed in Georgia, all the certifications all the licensing that I had, those hours were not enough for Oregon. I had to completely mm -hmm. change the whole process. It, it's completely different. And, and all they have to do is just look up like a good college in the area. And I'll, I'll say this, definitely you get to learn a lot in the college, you get started there, but at the end of the day, you have to continue to educate yourself. The education never stops. When I was in school, they taught me about chemical peels, but I still had to learn a lot more about chemical peels after I finished school and started working. After you've completed, like, you know, uh, your school and you're working as an esthetician, one of the best ways to learn more is to learn through the skincare brands that you're working with. So in Canada, I don't know how it is in the States, but brands are they provide a lot of education. So there are regular classes that you can take uh, every year. They host something where you can learn more about different skin concerns. So depending on what brand you're working with, uh, you get to learn a lot through them too. So what are the treatments that are mainly popular in Canada? Oh, wow. there are actually so many. But uh, if I had to name a few, I would say definitely hydrofacial. People love hydrofacial gear. As you said, like, you know, microneedling and all. Everybody loves getting that done. And then there are some of those traditional classic facials that we always have had, like microdermabrasion, oxygen facials. Derma planning, I found, got really popular in the recent years. And then uh, semi-permanent makeup has made a huge comeback. Like here in Toronto, like a lot of people love to get their brows done. They like lip blushing. And of course, chemical peels. Chemical peels, like, you know, have been huge always. Uh, Perfect Derma Peel is one of them. Cosmolan Peel is very popular now. And Green Peel, yes. A lot of people, like, you know, ask about Green Peel. So this is the thing. I had no idea Perfect Derma Peel was in Canada, too. All I think yeah, about is here, Canada. but it's probably only here. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know about this at all. See, like, I live in my small little bubble, and I'm not even, like, aware of all it's the okay. other industries. I don't That's know much about, it... about the States, too, right? That's how we, we're learning. We're learning from each other. Yeah, definitely. I agree. 
agree with that. So what is your favorite treatment? Definitely chemical peels. During the winters, I, I love doing my chemical peels. I have acne, I get acne marks. So I always go back to doing chemical peels every winter. I am treating my acne scars from my past, like, you know, acne that I had. So micro needling would be the second one. And if I just want to do like a good facial, um, you know what? I also love chemical peels and microneedling. Those are my two hands down the mm -hmm. most favorite treatments. When I have like clients, I like to combine these two treatments in their routine, and especially the green peel. If you know me, I mean, you know, I love I love the green peel. It's just my favorite because you can get it done anytime without having the feeling of peeling. Right now, I just did perfect derma peel recently. Today is my fourth day, I think third, mm -hmm. third day that I'm peeling. And if I do a green peel as compared to perfect derma peel, I'm not peeling, but I still have like really good, nice glowing skin. So that's why I love about green peel. This was a question asked by one of the estheticians in Canada who is asking, what are some skincare lines except Glymet? plus that they can get on and the, the ones that don't have high minimum opening order. What are some brands that you recommend? I would say PC Skin. PC Skin, I, I don't know if you've worked with it. Like, you know, it's been around for a long time. They have a lot of different chemical peels. They have like, you know, enzyme treatments, acne treatments, and they don't have a huge opening order. I, I don't remember exactly what the amount is because I started with the company that like, you know, the distributor who sells PCA, I got microneedling through them and I didn't have to do a minimum order. Uh, I'm not sure what that would be now, but as far as I know, PCA Skin doesn't have a huge opening order. Illumia MD has about $1,800. That's also a good skincare line. The only thing with Illumia MD is for new estheticians, if they don't have a medical director, they don't give the skincare line to the estheticians. Other one would be like, you know, Cicadia, that is really, really good. DM Collins is also good. DMK, all these lines. But I don't know, I feel like Glymet Plus at the end of everything, like Glymet Plus is the line that I highly recommend for someone who is just starting out. Because when you are new, you want to make sure you find like, you know, a skincare brand that has a low opening order, that doesn't have a minimum order requirement. Of course, it has to be effective. And that allows you to do like wide variety of treatments and i find glymet plus does that like you can do a beautiful like classic relaxing facial with glymet plus or you could do a tc appeal with glymet plus so it gives you that wide range and i think here in toronto the opening order is just 300 canadian dollars so if you're starting out that would be actually my top recommendation and pc skin after that and us glymet plus doesn't have any opening order so mm -hmm. i also love glymet plus for this specific reason is that it has wide range of products and modalities on top of that what i really like about them is the education they have a complete different section for education there's so much of information there on their website that you can go through and learn in your in your own pace i mean you don't have to do yep. it it's not time so i highly suggest that as well but i had one person who had the specific question which i'm going to ask there's so much competition in vancouver toronto in this field like people use indian products for facial which are just from cosmetic stores and doing treatments for very less price and people mm -hmm. like us who are using quality products are suffering for price range they set people only want cheap prices they don't see quality what should we do in this situation i would just say then they are not the right client for you you don't need to lower your price in order to accommodate clients the experience that you've gained the 
skill that you have polished, the time that you've put into that knowledge, and the fact that you can deliver results using these products should like, you know, be worth the value. I work in a very competitive area. Like I have huge spas around me. If I if I have to say like in my around my location there's at least twenty spas. Like, you know, maybe you've walked like ten steps and there's another spa. I do not think about like, you know, competing with them or what are they charging or there are others like you know businesses that are working from home. They are doing something for this price. I'm charging based on what my cost of running this business is. And the right clients who understand that you have the knowledge, you have the skills, and you're going to solve the problem that they have. At the end of the day, a client comes to you with a problem, whether it's a skin condition, whether it's acne, hyperpigmentation. If you can solve that problem, they'll be happy to pay. And if someone wants to price match and they're going to go from one place to the other trying to find the right price, they're not going to be right clients for you because at the end of the day, you cannot please them. They'll always find a reason to say why they're not happy with the service and you should lower the price. I 100% agree with this. Yes, you just nailed it. Yes, you just hit all the points that I was thinking to give her as well. Mm -hmm. I definitely have this feeling is that you're going to get what you pay for. If you're paying $50 for a facial, you cannot expect that level of dedication from your esthetician. The one that who's actually putting an hour and a half in your treatment on top of that, giving you home care products on top of that, giving you full support, sometimes online, sometimes through emails. And not just that, it's the knowledge and education that esthetician has. Their before and after picture should explain everything. When you have a good portfolio, you have great before and after pictures of your clients who have got really good results with you. That speaks volume about your work. You know what you're doing. I am going to pay $2,000 for a treatment if I feel like I'm going to get the results instead of paying $50 every few months and not see anything. Why not just pay the right person who is going to solve your problem? 100%. So we all just have to remember, we're not selling the service, we're selling the results. So if we stop like, you know, focusing on just like, you know, the price and like, oh, I want to sell microneedling. No, I want to sell like, you know, treatment that's going to treat your acne scars. And with that mindset, when you like, you know, price yourself, you're not worried about the competition. You're not worried about what, what if I charge this much, I'm going to lose the client. The client is going to go to another place. That's okay you're going to find the right client. Absolutely. Yes, I would never recommend anybody lowering their prices because those people who are paying less, they also expect so much. They don't value oh, yeah. your time. They do not understand how much of effort you're putting, your hours on top of that, not just that, the quality of the products you're providing. One of my most important questions to you is that, what are the laws if someone wants to pursue opening a medical spa? That's one mm -hmm. thing a lot of estheticians want to have control over. They want to have their own medical spa what are the mm -hmm. regulations in canada there are mainly two things that you need to open a medical spa or, or in general any spa in canada so first thing you want to do is you want to register your business and then you want to get a business license so when you're registering your business you can register it as a corporation you can register it as a sole proprietor if you know it's going to be just you working in the business then you can do a sole proprietorship or if you have a partner you can register it as a partnership once you've registered your business there's another important thing is to get your agency number so if you know that your first quarter sales here in canada if you are going to exceed thirty thousand, you are legally required to have a hst number and then charge an hst on the services that you're providing so that's one aspect at first is you register your business now that your business is registered the second thing you do is to get your business license and the requirements may vary from city to city, from province to province, but uh, like, you know, for the most part, what you need to do to get your business license is first, 
get a liability insurance. So here in Toronto, they say like you have to have a coverage of minimum a million dollars of your liability insurance. And the second thing, which is very, very important, is to get your health inspection like, you know, approved. For health inspection, again, the requirements can be different from city to city. The best way to know what your requirements, like in what your city requires for you to clear the health inspection, what I would recommend is to go to the city's health website and under that, go and look for personal care services. So here in Toronto, you would basically go to Toronto Public Health and then go under personal care services and there it will list you all the requirements that you need in order to clear your health and safety like an inspection. Once that is done, your health inspector will give you a pass. You have to display that here as well, that you did pass the health inspection. It has to be visible all year round to the client's work like you know, coming in. With that health inspection pass and your uh, liability insurance, those are the two main things. And there's some additional paperwork that they may ask for. You submit your license. And after a little while, your license gets approved. I think there's a fee here in Toronto for around $300. It's again, varies from city to city. Once you have your license and your business is registered, you have your HSC number, you are ready to go into the What about having a medical director? A lot of the treatments such as the deep chemical peels and microneedling mm-hmm. and stuff, do you need any medical director for that? No, you don't. No, you don't. So you don't need a medical director in order to provide microneedling. You don't need a medical director to provide micro, like, you know, um, microblading and uh, stuff like that. You do need a medical director if you're going to offer uh, Botox, fillers, and those services. But uh, here I would say it's more of a gray area. It, again, depends from province to province. In Ontario, it's a little bit easier. When, when the health inspector comes, all they ask me for is they'd ask me for my certification. They'd ask me if I have proper pre and post requirement, like, you know, in place. I, you need to have, like, you know, your sterile, like, you know, products uh, check, like, you know, put in on a paper with the expiry date, lot number and everything. You need to keep a record of that, things like that. But you are not required to have a medical director in order to provide um, micro-needling. That's actually amazing because Mm -hmm. in U.S., um, in some states, you cannot offer a lot of the treatments, even deeper chemical peels. Mm -hmm. Uh, On top of that, you cannot offer some of the micro-needling above 0.25 millimeter. You cannot Mm -hmm. offer those either. So there's a lot of regulations in certain states, but I know a lot of people still do it without a medical director. I mean, if you're ready to take a risk with your license and lose your license, why not? Sure, go ahead. But definitely the regulations here do not allow you to do Mm micro-needling and also deep chemical peels without a medical director. Uh, But again, you you want to make sure that you know what you're doing. At the end of the day, you want to make sure you're following the health and safety protocols, making sure the sterile items are actually sterile and you're not buying things from Amazon and stuff like that. Uh, the devices that you're using should be Health Canada approved and you have to take that responsibility because there's no body that's telling you, oh, this is what you can do or this is what you can do. Although it's easygoing, you are responsible towards your client. You are liable towards providing a safe service to your client because if anything goes wrong, that client is going to come after you right so at the end of the day it's still your responsibility to make sure to provide a safe and effective treatment it falls actually on the esthetician and they have to be Mm -hmm. responsible enough which uh, brings me to the point how difficult has it been to be a business owner and an esthetician how difficult it has been for you to be an esthetician actually okay so it, it it was overwhelming in the beginning there's definitely been times where I still feel like, oh my God, there's so much I have to do. Because when you are an esthetician and you're providing the service, 
that's one thing. But that's not just the only aspect of being an esthetician. If you're also an entrepreneur, if you're also like, you know, running a business, you also have to do your marketing. You have to deal with social media. You have to think about promotions. You have to think about the brands that you want to work with, the new services that you want to bring. You want to keep yourself up to date with the market. There's always so much to do. So I'll say this for estheticians who uh, want to start out in this industry and run their own businesses, it's going to be challenging. They're always going to find challenges as you do it. I still do. There's always something new that I'm trying to learn all the time, given this podcast. They're like, let's see, this podcast, I'm new to this, I'm doing this today. As a business, yeah. As a business like you know, owner, you have to keep challenging yourself. It's going to be difficult at times, but the results that you get, at the end of the day, it's, it's very gratifying. You feel really good about what you do when you see your clients. They're happy with the results. They come to you and they thank you for it. It's, it's really gratifying. So uh, it's been a, like you know, a roller coaster ride. I enjoy at times. It's fun at times. And at times I'm nervous. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. So much I have to do. But I'm able to always like you know, keep it together and still make it work. That's so good. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that part that you are just running everything all by yourself sometimes. Because initially, I don't think so. Everyone is going to have 50000 or or $100,000 to just start mm-hmm. a big med spa. Oh, not, it doesn't even cost 100000 It actually costs more than that to have mm-hmm. a med spa and have people working for you and have a marketing team and everything. Everybody starts from zero. And at some point, you have to have your own studio and work slow by slow. So it, mm-hmm. it's at times, it's challenging, definitely. I don't think so. So being an entrepreneur is for everyone. It's just not for everyone. I feel it's so challenging at times that you want to give up. But the whole point of being an entrepreneur is that I run the shit. I'm the boss. I decide when I want to work. I decide when I don't want to work. I decide who I want to have as a client. I decide who I don't want to have as a client. So it literally is the best thing you can do for yourself if you are okay to make those sacrifices. So true. Like, you know, being your own boss is fun. There are a lot of benefits of being your own boss. But yes, it definitely comes with a lot of challenges. And as you said, it's not for everybody. But if you can do it, you're going to love it. Yes, absolutely. How do you manage to get new clients? What is your strategy and tip for new estheticians to get their books filled? Well, for me, most of my clients, they come from word of mouth, majority of my clients. So I, I am going to start doing Google Ads as well. I've heard a lot about Google Ads. I know like it, it, does, it works really well if you're trying to get clients. I'm going to say one thing. This is very, very controversial. So I know people hate Groupon, but I made a ton of new clients from Groupon. So in the beginning when I started out and I had zero clients, the first thing I was going to do I did is I found a space uh, where there was a massage therapy. And... That helped me get new clients because I said, okay, uh, if you recommend your clients to me, I'm happy to give you a cutout of like, you know, every recommendation that you make me. So find a space, I would say, first thing where you know there are uh, already clients there who are getting other services, a hair salon, a therapy place where they're not, they don't have the services that you are offering. And that way it's a plus for them too. They're like, okay, we're going to make some extra money. We're going to like, you know, offer more services and you get new clients that way. So that was one strategy that I did is I started by renting my space uh, in within a salon, uh, a massage uh, like the therapy place. The next thing that I did was first year when I had a few clients, I, I did an open house. So that's again another strategy. You can bring your clients in, you can offer freshments, you can offer promotions that day. Tell them bring a friend, and I'm gonna give you a special free treatment on that day, and you sell packages. 
that is. So I, I really have a strategic system of packages. So yeah, there's full price for a service, and then if you buy a package of three, you get a certain amount of discount. I did that for the first three years. I pretty much did that every year, where the clients would be excited. Well, okay, I'm trying to get into try all these treatments at a discounted price. I can bring a friend along, and most of these people who came ended up signing up for packages. So they became new clients. And from there on, definitely word of mouth is the best kind of marketing. If you're giving results to a client, one client with acne, they knew another person who has acne, they would recommend them. That kind of helped. And then, of course, when I talked about Groupon. So I did Groupon for a very small period of time. I did not do it as an ongoing thing. And in the beginning, when I was trying to get people in, I would sell Groupons and I would add just like something very basic, like microdermabrasion. But when they come in, they would have the option to upgrade. And then when they finish the two sessions, they would have the option to purchase packages. So if I, let's say, took 30 clients and 10 people out of them ended up signing up for those packages, that was basically free marketing for me. I got 10 new clients from those 30. So if you're going to do Groupon, you have to have a strategy with it. If you're not doing it strategically where you're just rather just taking clients and taking 10, five, six Groupons a day and just working hard and like, oh, these people are just deal mongers. They just come for a deal and then they never come back. Well, you did not educate them. You did not tell them what services can help them with this concern. Uh, you tried to because it's a deal service. You want to quickly get them out of there. Why would they come back to you? It's, it's yes. good for new estheticians who are just starting out want to practice, who want to get, like, you know, get their hands on experience, who want to try and get new clients. But I would not recommend Groupon long term because at the end of the day, if you, you're doing five Groupons a day, you're going to barely make the money to pay, pay your bill. If you're a new esthetician, ju just uh, something to put out there. If you're a new esthetician, you don't have any experience at all on skin and you're very nervous. You're like, I don't know how to do this. Then go with Groupon because guess what? Even if that client is a one-time client for you and they're just looking for a deal each client is an experience for you every time you're touching a new skin it's it's an experience this is what i really love about aesthetics is that every day that you're touching new skin you're learning something completely new so if you're a so new true. esthetician you don't know what you're doing you don't know and you have no idea how to do treatments on somebody's skin who's for example acne prone or somebody who has eczema you get to have experience on those type of skin and learn that okay this is what i'm supposed to do so i definitely feel it does give you somewhat of an experience experience as well at the same mm -hmm. time but if you're an esthetician who already has other strategies for example google marketing facebook marketing those things definitely would help you out at that time you might not need groupon uh, yeah. for short term definitely it's something that you should definitely do people who are going to be looking for deals i mean they're looking for deals you can't change that you, you can't, can't force people that. to come see you you know so mm -hmm. that's that's definitely going to happen tell me how do you deal with difficult clients do you fire them right away it depends so let's say if a client is difficult in the way that the client is not respecting my time. It's canceling last minute, doesn't show up for appointments. For those clients, I always tell them if they've canceled once, I'm respectful, okay, I understand there's an emergency. If it has to happen second time, I tell them that they have to make a deposit in order to book. I'm not going to book next appointment without a deposit. And if they cancel last minute, I'm going to charge the deposit. And if this client is not serious about coming to you, they'll end up not booking so instead of saying hey i'm not going to take you anymore as a client i just do that and that helps clients who come to me for pricing they're difficult in terms of I've, and i've had these clients have clients where uh, just a little while ago i had a client who wanted treatment for hyperpigmentation did three treatments and i said you know what it takes about six months for dermal hyperpigmentation to get fixed but they're like okay i'm not seeing results as fast as i wanted to they're going to 
the person went to another place. Six months later, calls me again. Hey, you know what? Can I continue with my hyperpigmentation treatment? So at the end of the day, when I have clients like that, I tell them, like, if you're not going to commit to your treatment, I'm sorry, I can't deliver you the results. If you commit to the process, I'll continue to do the service. So I'm pretty straightforward. Clients who, who don't want to listen to me or who don't want to follow the post care, I make it very clear from the get-go that in order for you to see results, in order for this to work, this has to be a partnership. I take care of your skin here. You follow the post care I give you. If you do that, you are going to see results. So I make it very clear to them. And that's, that kind of helps. And clients who are anyways not going to listen to you, they'll leave. And that's okay nothing wrong with that yeah it's definitely a two-way road you can make people do something if they don't want to do it i can open the door for you it's up to you if you want to walk through it not i can give you all the information and knowledge and everything that you can have Mm -hmm. to treat your skin and i'll do everything in my ability but if you are not following the guidelines and you're being impatient you're not following Mm -hmm. through the rules and regulations that i'm telling you that you have to then at that point we have to part ways i'm all about building relationship with my clients so if i am not focusing in that aspect where i make these clients so loyal to me like the way i am loyal to them i Mm -hmm. feel like i'm not doing the right job if my client is not missing me after i leave this space or after i leave this country or state then Mm -hmm. i do and do the right job so if you have that mindset and that perspective it definitely Mm -hmm. makes things so much easier you don't have to worry about clients who are difficult because Mm -hmm. you know who you have to eliminate and who you have to keep with yourself 100 it's it's remembering that not every client can be your client just knowing that is important you can't try to please everybody you try can't try to keep everybody people who understand what you're doing who respect your time who uh, know that you are able to solve their skin problems will stay with you and they'll be loyal to you and you're going to just enjoy working with them. Absolutely, absolutely. I just enjoyed having this conversation so much with you. I wish we could do this for a longer time, but I think we might run out of time. That's Mm -hmm. why I just want to ask you, last thing is that, how can people contact you in terms of booking with you? So they can either DM me on Instagram, so they can DM me at aestheticsbylovepreet. They can email me at aestheticsbylovepreet at gmail.com or they can call me on the business number. So the spa number is also listed on my website. It's 647-717-6846. So they can just call in the business number and uh, ask like in for an appointment and I can go ahead and schedule them. Guys, if you are listening, you're an, you're not an esthetician and you're actually a client because I know my <laughs> aesthetic page and my podcast page is the same. So if you're a client who's listening to this podcast, Make sure to contact Lovepreet. I'll leave her social media links in the description of this podcast. You guys can contact her and just uh, book an appointment with her. She is amazing. She has a lot of experience in skin of color. So you guys are in safe hand. Don't worry. She's going to take good care of you. Thank you so much, Lovepreet, for giving me your time and doing this podcast. I hope people uh, get to enjoy this podcast and also find the information that they were looking for. You guys can uh, follow us on social media. I'll leave the links of our social media in the description as well if you have any questions or concerns just send us a dm and i'll see you guys in the next episode thank you so much Ravi. thank you so much take okay. care and enjoy the rest of your evening till next time take care keep glowing keep growing i'll see you guys in the next episode bye